Welcome to the Atheist Experience. I'm your host, Russell Glasser, and with me today is Tracy Harris. Hello. Today is Sunday, July 5th, 2015. We are a live calling public access atheist television show based in Austin, Texas, dedicated to promoting positive atheism and the separation of church and state. We are also available through live streaming video at ustream.tv. The official Atheist Experience website is www.atheist-experience.com. You can also provide feedback by commenting on the official show blog at freethoughtblogs.com slash AXP. Or you can email us at tv at atheist-community.org. If you enjoy this show, then you should check out our related podcast, The Nonprofits, which currently airs on the first and third Wednesday of every month. You can find links at the Atheist Experience website. The next nonprofits will be recorded on July 15th. There was a show this past Wednesday in which we uh, delved into all the wonderful right-wing reactions to the recent Supreme Court ruling. It was a ton of fun. As always, the cast and crew of the Atheist Experience will be going to dinner after the show at El Arroyo. That's at uh, 1624 West 5th Street and will arrive around 6 p.m. Got one announcement to make. Uh, If you're in the St. Louis area, then you uh, might want to consider coming by the Gateway to Reason rally next month because Matt, Tracy, and I will all be speakers there. We'll be heading out there on uh, Friday, July 31st, and I'll be the first speaker in the lineup at 3 p.m., so you can get there earlier if you want, or you can get there later and just hear Matt speak, and Tracy will be all the way on Sunday. So we'll be around all weekend, so see you there, St. Louis. How are you doing today, Tracy? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Pretty good. Good. Uh, anything on your mind today, or uh, no. are we just going to lunge straight for the callers? Yeah, I got nothing, so okay. I think we can just go ahead and take calls. Well, then we're going to go straight for Job in Los Angeles. Uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, that's on line one. Can you hear me? Yes, hello. Hello. Is this Job? Joe, yes. Oh, just Joe. The call screener got it wrong. <laughs> Why have you forsaken me, call screener? How's it going, Joe? Good, I'm good. And you? Yeah, what's up? You're on the air. Yeah, I'm just uh, calling because my atheist friend told me to call. Oh, okay. Thanks, atheist friend. Yeah, his name's Tom. I'd like to give a shout-out to Tom. <laughs> hey, Tom. Um, so what's up? Yeah, I'm just calling, just... Uh, just, I seen your guys' show. I was interested in 
calling in and seeing if I could learn a thing or two, or maybe you could learn a thing or two. But, you know, I want to talk about how uh, I like to accept um, science and God. Um, I mean, I know science is like the ultimate uh, truth, you know, data is knowledge. I, and I don't think even scientists would characterize it that way. I think actually science is a process of investigating and discovering well, uh, what's really going on in the world. Yeah, uh, Yeah, but anyway, I mean, I, I'm not sure any of us would say, would want to throw around terms like ultimate truth when it comes to science. Yeah. Well, I believe that you can have God in your life as well as accepting science as a part of life. Well, you can have God in your life, but why would you? Well, it really gives you hope and keep on going because a lot of people think that there's no God and there's no hope in this world. Is that what you think? Excuse me? Do you think that? No, um, but I've heard a lot of people say that. I've uh, seen this movie called God is Not Dead, and in the movie they explain, (laughs) they say that in the end. How if there's no God, there's no hope, right? No hope of what? I'm not saying that's entirely right, but... Well, no hope of what? If there's no God, there's no hope of what? People, um, some people would think that there's no hope in the afterlife, that they would go insane in this life and not caring and doing whatever they want. Do you think that? Without... No, no, no. Um, well, let's talk no, about what let's let's talk about what you believe instead of talking about what other people believe. Yeah, because you not understand here to talk that about their you beliefs. understand that God's not dead is Christian propaganda. Well, but, and but more to you the know. point, you're saying that you accept both God and science. And Russell was asking, why would you accept God? And then you moved to other people's okay, beliefs. Okay, well, why would I accept God? Because I had never doubted God in my life, and God has shown me that He's there through the bad and good, mostly bad, but, you know, it. I've seen many people, met many people in my life, and a lot of them that don't believe in God have something in common. Can you explain how God has shown you that he's there? Yeah, just every, every, every person I meet, um, I learn something new from them, and I believe that God puts these people in my life for a reason. What, but why do you believe that that God has put those people there? Like, where where is God showing learn, you? Of course. Excuse in fact, me, I wait. know more people that don't believe than they do. And well, wait a minute. But I'm talking about how has God shown you that He's there in your life? And you said you've met people who have taught you things, but that's not really God demonstrating Himself I, to you. Okay. Listen, God. It is said in the Bible, God gives us free will to do whatever you want, right? Uh, I guess I it does, but know, we but don't you know. actually believe that what it says in the Bible it is says accurate. different things regarding that, but go ahead. You okay. accept that, so... Uh, right. I know that you, you take things in the Bible too literally. Obviously, when it talks about how Jesus said he came <laughs> to bring the sword and not the not peace, he... Yes, he it says that, that in the book. I'm still argue about to... His coming. Okay. He knew that the people were going to be arguing until this day that, you know, about even if Jesus existed or not and whatnot. Okay. 
So how has God demonstrated that he's there in your life? Oh, many ways. Okay. Can we talk about some of the, the more impressive ways that might be convincing? Yes. I mean, it convinced you, so what convinced <coughs> you? What are these demonstrations that you think are, are convincing that it's God? Because... Um, okay, so I was born and raised Catholic, and mm-hmm. now uh, well, I've been realized that the Catholic Church is really corrupted. Okay. And every time I would go to Catholic Church, I would never pay attention, but eventually um, I met Christian people, and they opened my eyes um, a lot, and they explained things to me a lot better than any Catholic Church people would do. And then... I've been through some stuff in my life. I some things I actually wouldn't want to talk about right now because it's really, really sensitive. But okay, okay. Let's just say um, <clears throat> okay. okay uh, let me let me just say that. Of... I, well, I want to. I mean, first of all, I respect that there's things in your life that are private and personal, and even calling um, a show like this where you can give any name and no one should know who you are. Um, but the, the point is, you have these things that you don't feel comfortable talking about on the air, and we respect that, first of all. But you're going to have to understand our situation here where we like when theists call. So first of all, we're glad you called. Um, but the reason that we like when theists call is because we like to discuss with them what they believe and why they believe it. And so you've explained that you've believed in God all your life, and you haven't really doubted it, and you feel like God has demonstrated himself to you in your life. Um, the problem that we're running into here is that some of these ways that it sounds like to you are most compelling are also ways that you feel least confident speaking about pub- like in a public format, even anonymously. So that kind of causes a, a bit of a difficulty in discussing with you what you believe and why you believe it. Can you understand what I'm saying? Of course I do. Um, okay. <clears throat> how about I give you an example of some many of the people I met, like one of the types of people I met, they they are waiting for a sign from God and and that it's you shouldn't be waiting for that. It's it doesn't happen like that. So how does it happen? God wants to come to him. How uh, does how does it happen then? How does God manifest himself in your life in a way that convinces you if you open your heart then that happens that but some people are waiting for in God what way does God. it happen that I uh, okay so you know there are people in the world who believe in conflicting views of God right like there yeah. are like there are Muslims for instance you're not a Muslim right Excuse me? you're not a Muslim right no of course so not. so Muslims believe very specific things about God and we've talked to a lot of Muslims you have to understand that I'm, I am against religion itself. Okay, but uh, but I mean, you you still believe in okay, but but you believe that there's a God, and you believe that He's revealed Himself to you directly in some way, right? I think He, I I believe that everyone is born knowing that there is a greater. Okay, so let so let's still talk about Muslims because you don't like religions in general, including Islam. But a lot of Muslims, I, I mean, you know, we have talked to them, and 
some of them have told us very similar things uh, that that like basically uh, you know you have to open up and be willing to accept Allah and understand him and I would think that if you heard all the things that they believe about Allah you would reject them right Yes. So I, I think maybe with that in mind, you can probably understand where we're coming from, where we're just saying, you just have to believe me, and then you'll understand how right I am. And you no, can maybe see you, you, why, we, why we aren't doing that. I know that you that. only believe what you either see or find out through no, that's not true. the scientific prog- progress. Okay, then that's not necessarily the, true, but uh, but I mean, you wouldn't you being, agree that it's not a good idea to just believe what people tell you? No, of course not. I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm humble, but I'm not gullible. Okay. And I know God is real as a fact. Right. Okay. And. Right. What? No, I don't. Wait, think that's I'm sorry, right. I didn't hear the last. He said, thing, "I know God is real." As a no, fact. no, 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 no. <laughs> I, w- I want to just point out one thing really quickly because it went under the radar. Um, Russell, you were not raised in a religious home in, no. with a religious upbringing. At what point did you stop believing in God? At no point. I never started believing in God. Okay, I want to make sure that Joe is clear on that because Joe, you made a comment that everyone, um, you know, is born with a belief, with this belief in something greater or whatever, and. Um, Russell did not have a belief in God. He wasn't indoctrinated as a child. I was indoctrinated as a child, and later in life... That's um, fine. Um, the Catholic Church baptizes babies, and they, that has no meaning to it because God wants you to come to him uh, when you're ready and full-heartedly. So you don't think that people are born inherently knowing about God? <clears throat> they are taught. Okay, I'll yeah. accept that. Right. People are taught about God. Yeah, I have never That's... had an ounce of doubt in me. Never. Even right. though the Catholic Church is, has not shown me anything that I was raised Catholic in. Okay. And now I see that they're extremely corrupted. And okay, so at least of... some of the things that the Catholic Church taught you turned out to be wrong, and you and you they accept that see, I didn't pay now. attention when I was in their church. And when I went, my uh, Christians my age and older, I... I, I I pay attention, and it just came to me like, this is truth. But some of it wasn't truth, right? <clears throat> Everything the Bible said has come to truth so far. Uh, really? I don't yes. think so. Yes. The flood? Okay, I'm not saying that the, the f- was going to... Well, like, like yeah, land. let's talk about Noah's flood. Do you believe <clears throat> that actually happened? I believe there was a huge flood. That wiped out most of the But earth. a worldwide flood that covered all the mountains on Earth? Do you believe that? No. No, absolutely not. I think it's nonsense. The evi- okay. there, there is no but evidence to support that. You're such saying a thing. that it's impossible that a flood will cover all of Earth? No, I'm saying Even all the all evidence we see does not water. support that it did. Where would all the water come from? What? <coughs> Where would all the water come from? I mean, yeah. Come from the losses. Well, I mean, Most it would come from magic How could there be more? God. But, but you're saying that all the Bible, that everything the Bible said was true, and some of the Most things of the that the Bible, Bible says are in direct contradiction to, to what science. we understand well, and through science. science. Yeah, I mean, okay. yeah. I know that the Bible contradicts itself, and the, belief, okay, the reason so, why I believe that it does is because another sign, another um, test from God. 
So it's a test that you should believe stuff that's not really true? And that it contradicts itself and that's a test from God? stuff is true and you can't say it's not. Yeah, I can. Watch me. Jesus has said that these things will happen and it's happening right now. Such as? Such as the legalization of gay marriage. Where does it say that in the Bible? No, it doesn't say that, but... Okay, so what does that have to do with what you said? A man... And a man or a woman. It doesn't say anything about a woman, you want a woman, right? But it says a man being a man is an abomination. Okay. What does well, that, that have to do with... one of many ways in which the Bible now conflicts with our mon- modern understanding of ethics. Okay. So it's not that good a moral guide either. Okay, look. I'm not against gay marriage or anything. They can do whatever they want. Okay. I don't care, but... You, you well, the Bible there. is. The Bible says <laughs> that people who commit that sin should be stoned to death. But how does the fact that gay marriage exists have anything to do with val- 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 like validating the Bible? I don't know. I, I'm having trouble following this conversation. I'm still wondering, like, in what way has God manifested to you? Like, that's what I can't understand. Even if, even if you had a book like the Bible and there was all this true stuff, how is that a demonstration of a God? Oh, because of all the things that are happening, it's it's considered sinful to be uh, homosexual and... Well, how does that prove there's a God? Because it doesn't exactly prove it, but it's a sign that... How is it a sign of anything that yeah, 2,000 years ago there was a tribe in the desert that thought homosexuality was a problem? I mean, how is that an evidence for a God? It... It really isn't evidence, it's a sign. It's not even a sign. No, you, I can quote any kind of morality from any ancient civilization, and that's not a demonstration of I mean, God. I can quote Alice in Wonderland and say that that's a sign of, you know, you know that uh, whatever the Queen of Hearts says. But, I mean, you, it, there's all kinds of different moral traditions. Uh, you know, social, I live in Wonderland. Uh, the guy on it was on acid, but he saw some things and... His mind came to life. So a guy, some guy was on acid and saw some things? Is this, is this, is this no, a real call? No, but... I think it is. Okay. But, uh, but I don't know how much longer I want to stick I, with it. I, I just feel like we're not really making any headway here. That I'm, I'm not really understanding. The, the conversation is very disjointed and, and difficult to follow. It seems like it's hopping all over the place. And I'm not understanding things well, that I mean, you it, it feels like we're all over the place because we keep saying, what do you see as ways that God has demonstrated himself to you? And then you present an example and then we say, how does that... How does that answer what we said? And you say, you say, it doesn't. So, I mean, where are we going that's why this? we think that we're not getting anywhere here. Okay, well, how about you ask me a question and I'll answer it. No, okay. how about that? Well, we did. What do you, what, what do you believe in? What has God presented that made you think that a God exists? Well, I know God exists for many reasons. Why? For many reasons. Give us okay. Give us some compelling ones that don't violate your privacy. Okay. How about the fact that um, people in Africa are getting possessed left and right? What? And no, we don't believe that. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> okay, I know missionaries have been to Africa and seen them themselves. Missionaries um, have definitely been to you, Africa. How would you know that a person was possessed? Africa, they're really sensitive to those things. 
they're really <laughs> believing of those things, and they actually lack a lot of education. And I mean, there were people that believed oh, yeah, in those things in our own society until we learned about things like psychiatry and mental health, and and then we saw less and less demon possession. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it, that all the demon possession seems to happen over there where they have less education and less skepticism, and you hardly see any verified examples of demon possession over here where people have, like, cameras and stuff that could uh, presumably take pictures of the demons. Well, part of my degree was in anthropology, and I remember... um, hearing like uh, field studies where they actually described these possessions and then when we got to see the videos of the possessions it was really interesting how really unimpressive the video was um, the descriptions are sometimes a little more impressive than what you actually see uh, okay. and I, I personally <coughs> am not convinced that the so you're saying is because they are not as they're, they're just dumb I didn't say anybody was dumb. dumb. I'm saying that even anthropologists describe these events in ways that are a bit more grand than when you actually get to see it on video and you're not sitting in the room. When you're not, when you're not there, it's a little less impressive. There's a whole lot about the atmosphere that is impressive to people that might make that, like, for example, in one of the particular videos, there was a description of levitation. When I think of levitation, I think of like the exorcist where the girl comes completely <laughs> off the bed. But when I saw the video, it was just a contortion. The person never left the ground. So I wouldn't really call that a levitation. Don't and yet they like flex re- their knees and hop it a little had to, bit or something like that? It was like the, like the back of the head and the heels yeah. of the feet. So it was quite a contortion. But okay, it was so, not a levitation. Okay, you've seen the exorcist movie. Have, do you know what happened during the making of that movie? <laughs> Uh, urban legend ahead, yes, what? Urban legend that people dying? No, that's not urban legend. People did die. No, people well, people died die in the making in of, life. like, other films, too. But, I mean, I don't even know that, like, I, it wouldn't even matter. If people died in the making of a film, that doesn't demonstrate demons. No, but the way Did you died. know that uh, the actor who played Jesus in Passion of the Christ got struck up by lightning on set? Was okay. that God being a critic? No, 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 of course not. That's just coincidence. Oh, that's just coincidence. Oh, that's coincidence, but when somebody dies in, in the, um, film, in the filming of a different a movie, of that's God somehow. Okay, did he die outside? Get struck by lightning outside? Yes. Probably. Did, was, it, was there any, like, anything, any electric metal poles around him? Does it matter? People used to believe that every lightning strike was thrown uh, on purpose by one of the many gods they believed in. (laughs) They don't believe it now, but a lot of evangelicals do say that God is acting directly to punish people. No. Yes, they do. That's not true. (laughs) How would we know it wasn't true? It says in the Bible, God gives us free will to do what we want. Well, God, but what about, do you remember the story of Jonah? No, I don't. Jonah was was, uh, swallowed by a big fish. Yeah, I'd like to say something else. Yeah, so did Jonah have free will? Well, she she didn't act, she she gave her life, or he (laughs) gave his life. God, and when you do that, you let God take over your life, and they don't let him. But when Jonah decided he didn't want to do what God wanted him to do, did God say, that's cool, you've got free will? No, but it says in the Bible we do. Oh, 
<laughs> but then so the Bible also says that Jonah was pretty much coerced into doing what God wanted, that God wasn't going to take no for okay, an look, answer. God gave us free will to do what we want. Except for Jonah. Because he wants us to go to him on our own terms. And, if, and if we don't, he'll send a whale so, or a big great fish. Excuse me. About it. Yeah, I mean, this is actually another really good example of the Bible saying one thing and then the Bible saying another completely opposite thing. It's really the big book of multiple choice. Let me ask a question that might help us here. What is the difference between a world in which a God exists and a world in which a God does not exist that's like a natural world? Okay, well... Obviously, for you guys, this world doesn't, a God doesn't exist. For but you. for me, it does. Okay, and what would be the difference? If there was no God, how would the world be different than the world that you inhabit right now? <clears throat> okay, um, I'm going back to what I said before. People, some people would consider that as there being no hope for this world and but, maybe they will go into chaos. No, what you I'm, said you don't actually believe that, though. You just said other right, people think that. My point is getting lost. Okay, I'm trying to yeah, figure out how the world would actually look different. Not, not to, like, what I'm saying is, like, for example, the people that came and talked to you that you said were sent by God, if people came and talked to you that weren't sent by God, how would that look different? I've actually met many people that are atheists, and they they want something to believe in. Most of them, they really do. Uh, Joe, it's nice talking to you, but I think uh, we're ready to move on to another caller. We do appreciate your call, yeah. though. Thanks for calling. Thank okay, you. God bless you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for saying a thing. Um, Stephen in Austin, line two. Hey, can you guys hear it? Yeah. yeah. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good. Um, good. I'm just calling because I have a lot of discussions on the Internet about atheism, and mm-hmm. feel like atheism obviously has a bad stigma with religious people, but that it has a bad stigma with people who I consider to be atheists, too, that do their best to avoid the label because of that stigma. And I'm just wondering what you guys think should be done to mitigate that. Like, I hear a lot... Oh, I'm not an atheist. I'm an agnostic because, you know, atheists think that there's definitely no God, and it's dumb to think you can prove that. But I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with it. I just wanted to call Um, and see what you guys thought. Here's one thing I would say, which is that the word atheist has bad connotations because uh, religious believers have specifically set out to defame the word. I mean, you know, religious believers are always saying, like that last guy, in fact, was saying... um, if you don't believe in God, then you've got no hope for anything, whatever he was trying to say. And a lot of people say that if you don't believe in God, then you have no morals. And right, of course. I'm microwaving a baby right now. <laughs> um, and it's not really the word that's the problem. People do have problems with the overall concept. I mean... Uh-huh. American Atheist likes to remind people that no matter how harmless the billboards are that they try to put up, uh, their their least offensive billboard ever probably was basically one that said, uh, don't believe in God, you're not alone. Uh, That doesn't seem to be attacking anybody, but it was hugely protested. And I I think you have to bear in mind that people badmouth atheists not 
not just because they don't like the way the word sounds, but they want to scare people away from believing those things. Yeah. And right. if, and atheists have tried over the years to shift to different kinds of words. There was there was a group that said from now on let's call that let's call ourselves the Brights, which <laughs> I didn't care for because that sounded kind of smug and condescending. Yeah. Um, there are, there are people who refer to themselves as secular humanists, which is very nice, but mm-hmm. you ever listen to a fundamentalist preacher spitting the word secular humanists? <laughs> you know, they can make a bad word out of everything. Yeah. So I think right. the way right. to rehabilitate the word atheist is basically to confidently apply the label to yourself, not be put off by any attacks, and... Model definition when you hear it wrong, right, right, and and model the behavior of a good and decent person that people would want to get to know, Mm -hmm. right. See, the more the stigma I'm talking about is more like people that see atheists just as I guess argumentative and wanting to stir the pot and everything. When I just consider atheists anyone that does religious beliefs, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, there's there's some. I guess that's all I have to talk about. I don't know. I don't know where else to go with it. No, I mean, you're right. It has a stigma, and it should be addressed, and I think that Russell was describing ways to address it. Yeah, uh, um, and I think you maybe shouldn't shy away from uh, taking their criticisms personally. Like, you know, I don't want (laughs) to... Like, you know, they they say, well, I don't want to call myself an atheist because I think they're argumentative jerks, and I would just ask, really, do you think I am? Yeah. (laughs) You know... (laughs) Uh, there's not a lot you can do about people trying to mess around with language except to push back in the same way. I personally I hope... I, just I personally... Make it come down to the issues instead of about the labels. Yeah. Yeah, and I personally would like to see atheists use that same tactic to make fundamentalist a dirty word. Well, I, ha- right. I, have, a, I have a quick story that I, uh, mm-hmm. I actually talked to somebody like a couple months ago about the label atheist, um, Mm-hmm. They had seen the show and talked to me about it, and they were like, well, I, you know, it seemed like you guys were defining it a little differently than I understand it. And we had a, probably a 10-minute conversation where at the end of it, they were like, oh, I've been calling myself agnostic, but I guess I'm an atheist. Right. And well, I said, yeah. And to me, that was how the conversation should go. It should just be a 10 minutes of explanation, question and answer, and then at the end of it, oh, yeah, I don't believe a God exists. I guess I am an atheist. Yeah, um, and that's the, what I tell people a lot of times. Like after discussing it with them, I'm like, "Congratulations, you're an atheist, whether you want to define yourself as that or not." Well, <laughs> then what happened though is that he went to go talk to a friend of his, and they share the same perspective, mm-hmm. and so he had the same conversation we had. And then at the end of it, he's like, "So you're an atheist?" And his friend said, "No, I'm not an atheist." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, he, and he said he was he came to me and said, "I don't understand like why I didn't I couldn't understand why he wouldn't." understand that he was an atheist and I was just like some people have an aversion to the label and they're just not going to wear it and you can't force them to. I mean they are atheists they don't believe God exists and yet they're not going to ever self-label atheist or at least not right now and you can't make them do it but you know they, they are an atheist kind of like what you were just saying Yeah, yeah. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> specifically said he avoids the world word atheist and I personally think he is one and I wish he would go ahead and take the label but he doesn't and that's not my problem yeah <laughs> right. whether they label themselves as one or not I guess it's just good that people are in the right mindset so, yeah. sure yeah <laughs> whatever <laughs> alright okay. well uh, thanks for having me on Big thank you show, thanks for I'll... calling Keep listening. Bye. All right. Bye, Stephen. Uh, and Eric in Kansas City. 
Hello. Hello. Oh, hi. I'm I'm calling to ask for a moratorium. Um, I know that you guys have a moratorium Pascal's wager. I'd also no, like, we don't. Um, Sometimes we oh, you don't? hung up on it. Well, we so we're, we're, we're like less tolerant than we used to be of it. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, there's a phrase that we use as atheists that I, I kind of wish we would stop using. Okay. Um, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. I don't necessarily think that that's true. I mean, we have some very good standards of what constitutes evidence. We use the federal rules of evidence to adjudicate civil claims and prosecute criminals every day. Well, um, be, be careful there because the evidence that's, you, that's admissible in court is not exactly the same standards as the evidence that's uh, used in scientific tests. Or that's used when Russell tells me he had eggs this morning and I don't even question it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, but it is different evidence. But we have many ways of, of dealing with evidence. If you're going to defend a master's thesis in linguistics, there uh -huh. are certain set standards for evidence. And a PhD in physics, you know, dissertation that you're defending. But, there, I mean, even if you want to talk about law, like, have you seen the movie My Cousin Vinny? Yes. One of my all-time favorite movies. I mean, these two guys are... At the crime scene, and the, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil it too much, but it looks very much like there are multiple witnesses who saw them kill this guy. And they say they didn't do it. That's extraordinary. They are making an unbelievable claim. Luckily, by the end of the movie, extraordinary amounts of evidence have been presented which wind up clearing them. Spoiler. But it's a great movie. Seriously, everyone should see it. Uh, However, but I think that is a good example evidence. of that in, in action in a court of law. Yeah, well, you said extraordinary amounts of evidence, but the evidence well, in that movie was perfectly plain and it's ordinary. Extraordinary I mean, it's, quality, it's also. Hmm? That is extraordinary quality of evidence, also. Yes, but uh, again, it's not like they had. Um, a gold-plated inscription appearing out of nowhere. It, they looked no, well, but that's not the. I mean, that's kind of a straw man. <laughs> wait, wait. I, I think we're getting lost here. Let me just ask if you could restate this this line that you dislike as something different. How would you prefer it be stated? Um, extraordinary claims still require the same perfectly ordinary evidence that we use for every other field of life. You don't and think yet it they don't because uh, wait a minute though now let me just put forward like what my initial reaction to that is and you tell me how you can clarify it for me. So okay. for example, Russell tells me he had eggs for breakfast. That's a very ordinary claim and it doesn't require evidence and yet I believe it, right? I don't think he's lying. I don't think I'm being deceived by him. I just accept that okay, you know, Russell did probably that just gets filed as a reality. And then later, Russell comes to me and says, holy cow, I was abducted by an alien spacecraft. Am I just going to believe it the same way I believed the claim about the eggs? And if not, why not? Um, well, you're classifying the claim. Right. One is ordinary, one's extraordinary. Yeah. Right. One requires a testimony, okay. and I accept it as evidence, as, as sufficient evidence to believe it. One, I do not accept the testimony as sufficient evidence to believe it, and yet they are both claims. Well, let me ask you about the evidence. Okay. If Russell had taken a picture of his breakfast and posted it on Facebook, 
would that be an ordinary event or an extraordinary event? That would be an ordinary event. Right. So if you take a picture of the action or event in progress and you post it to Facebook, um, that's ordinary. Yes? But people have posted photos picture? of UFOs, and and I, I tend to not believe those Don't photos. Don't you think that a verified picture of a UFO would be pretty extraordinary? I mean, setting aside right, the, the, the that it's is, the same technique. The point is, though, Russell doesn't need to post the picture of the eggs. Right. The evidence that is convincing is simple testimony. But simple testimony would not be compelling in the case of a UFO abduction. Right. But what I'm saying is that testimony is ordinary evidence. It is. Mm-hmm. And photographs are also evidence that is ordinary. But it's Something not required. But the, but the ordinary claim does not require the ordinary evidence. It, it, it just requires testimony. It doesn't require a photo. Would you accept testimony as evidence of a UFO abduction, and if not, then what we're saying is it re- we, re- we require more evidence for one claim than the other claim, because one claim's ordinary, the other is extraordinary. Okay, then perhaps extraordinary evidence requires, uh, extraordinary claims require more evidence. And I think that's what people are saying, but I think you're just taking issue with maybe the word that when you think of extraordinary evidence. Extraordinary means beyond the ordinary. Well, Russell could be defining, for example, more than normal evidence that it could be the same as an extraordinary amount, for example. Of right. evidence would still be extraordinary evidence. How how about the, the this phrasing? Would you feel happy with it if I said uh, the quality and quantity of the evidence should be proportional to the extraordinariness of the claim? That's roughly better. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I just think your complaint about the way it's worded is kind of splitting hairs. I, I mean. You know, I'm more concerned with the underlying concepts than whether the word actually applies well, perfectly I, I, or yeah, not. Yeah, and I think that demanding to see a photo of something before you'll believe it is actually an extraordinary request yeah, for evidence. Yeah, somewhat. I mean, because most claims I get every day, I don't require photos, photo evidence to convince me that people are telling me what's happened to them in their lives. I, I, I suppose that that you know, that's fair. I'm just, my focus is more on um, a good technique for judging whether or not you have a reasonable argument or reasonable evidence. Well, don't, don't get me wrong. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence is a platitude. And it's not right. like we're telling people that platitudes alone are enough to make you a critical thinker. Right. Yes. And I, I sort of like the idea of, uh, of reevaluating arguments or evidence um, and a technique that I I use in debates with the it would be it's sort of like the Chinese fortune cookie. You add the word in bed at the end to your fortune cookie um, to test to see if your argument is a reasonable argument. Add the word your honor. So when someone says, "Oh, I, God exists and I know it because I know it because I know it," we'll add your honor to that. You know, would that hold up as an Feels argument? Feels like an your argument honor, from authority a little bit. Commit murder. Well, I think what he's saying is, would it be admissible in court? Well, or what do they find compelling? Almost like the guy that we talked to earlier, the idea of if you got before a judge and you were claiming this as your evidence, would 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 it make sense in a court? And I think the answer to that would be no, you know, that it wouldn't have. Sure. So, I mean, it might be useful. I can see how it could be useful in certain circumstances, sure. Yeah. 
if if you go to court and your evidence is a book that was written about a murder or a wrongful death, ten <laughs> to seventy years after it happened by four anonymous authors named Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? Yeah. Without any evidence, not going to be submitted as an exhibit. Yeah. Right. Certainly. And uh, also, there's that whole spectral evidence uh, oh, standard yeah. that that we don't accept anymore. Anyway, uh, well, is that it? Thanks for having me on. All, All right, right, thank you. Thanks for calling. Bye. Bye. Uh, Stephen in Los Angeles, are you the first caller? Did no, you... I'm a I'm a different caller. Oh, okay. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> All right. Oh wow. <laughs> well, hello. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm calling. I wanted to uh, find out what do you guys know about spiritual awakenings, and if you ever had one, or anybody that, that you know of ever experienced one. Well, I would need to know what a spiritual awakening is, and then I could tell you if I've ever had one. Okay, a spiritual awakening is where where you're com- you're you're convinced that everything is just at peace. No more worries, no more, I mean, you don't have to worry about anything. Okay, then yes, I've had a spiritual awakening. I've had that experience. Now, uh, because I actually, I I, I was shot, this happened on the 22nd of this month. Okay. Now, I'm not going to say that, you know, that there is a God, I'm not going to say that, I don't know. But what... I guess we perceive as God or a God, well, it felt like energy to me. And I felt like I was embraced. And and basically, you know, I heard the voice say, just live your life. You're doing okay. Do you think that, that it could have been your... Do you think that that could have been yourself? <laughs> okay, now, no, 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 no. Okay, no? because I'm going to tell you, I am, I am very very skeptical of everything. I have been all my life. I mean, you can't just tell me something and I don't question it. I'm going to question it. All right, so if somebody says to you, could that have been yourself? You say, no, it couldn't have been because... Because I, well, from what I experienced... Right, And then I looked at a... Okay, from what I experienced and from what I read about other people's experiences, almost identical. Now... Here's the thing. This is my first time ever hearing about a spiritual awakening. When I what happened to me, I you know I had to look online and see what was going on. I heard that that is called a spiritual awakening, where you are just you you see everything that's going on in this world. You know it's it's just crazy and sad, but you are at peace. I'm at peace, and right now the way that I see the world, I mean, I want to. I want to let everybody know. In other words, I want them to experience the same thing that I'm experiencing. I can make a recommendation. In order to have that experience, what you need to do is go down to the ER and tell them you're in a lot of pain. They will give you some Dilaudid, and you will have a spiritual awakening. Because that was what... No, no, no. No, I swear. That's what happened to me. I I had the same feeling you're describing... Where everything was fine, the world was fantastic, everything I was concerned about just melted away, and I just felt like the world was great. And I was, at, I mean, I was floating into Epcot Center in the spiritual realm in, with, with this idea of Dilaudid. It was fantastic. I'm glad well, okay. that it's not easily accessible, or I would probably be addicted. 
but see, I was not. I, I don't. I don't do drugs. That's I, fine. I but but I'm drugs. saying that Dilaudid can give people a spiritual awakening. Yeah, yeah I, mean, sure I think what she drugs. is saying. She's Wait. not saying that you did drugs, but she is saying that okay. uh, the the you know your brain is capable yeah. of doing a lot of different I, I things. I think just about every every I, opiate I, addict I, I, has had many spiritual and awakenings. There doesn't seem to be any evidence that this comes from any kind of spiritual realm, whatever that means. It ju- well, it's just okay, something it's that the brain Chemistry. does under certain conditions. Okay, I understand what you're saying, but what I'm saying also is that whatever we call it spiritual, I don't know. I mean, we call it God. I don't, I'm just saying. Well, we don't. Whatever, I call it allotted. Well, <laughs> well, you guys don't. I didn't, use, I, I, at one point, I didn't either. I, I was, okay. so it's like. So I what changed your mind about I grew this? I as a Christian. I, I, the past, I want to say maybe 10 years, I had, had my doubts. Right. Okay. And so there is no the way. Five years, within, within the past five years, I actually, I actually denounced, I actually became an atheist. Believe it or not. I do believe you. Okay. Uh, I'm just saying so, that if, let's just say though, you know this could not be attributed to brain chemistry because blank. Because what? Well, everything has something to do with the brain. Our brain, our mind is the main thing. Once you free I the agree. mind, then you're basically free. Uh, yeah, I would okay. agree. And so how do we know, what makes you think that the, there was a necessary event that was like some, un, are we saying well, that? The, okay, well, he, he said he doesn't okay. say that it's a god. So I'm curious to oh, think sorry, what, what you do think it was. Like, how do well, you explain the spiritual experience if it wasn't just your brain? If it wasn't just your brain chemistry, there you go. It was. It was. It was more like a. Like I said, it, it was a spiritual. Well, type uh, of presence. we don't know what like, that means. I don't know what it means either. Okay, <laughs> then why? Well, what are we talking about? Then why would you call it something? Why would you call it something that you don't know what it means? You might as well call okay, it, you no, know, flopnets. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what it means. You, if you don't know, you don't know. But you know that something was there, or you felt something, but you okay. don't. And I'm sure okay. you said it. You know, you have said it. Well, in the past, where I don't know, but you know, you felt something. Okay, so other people called this. You said you looked it up, and other people had labeled it a spiritual awakening, and so that's where you got the label. You said, okay, well, I, that what they're describing, that's what I had. But, I mean, exactly. for you, though, I mean, it, I guess I, I don't tend to attribute much information to the term spiritual. So, for me, it's about the event less than the label. And so, what I'm kind of asking is, are you just simply saying you had this experience and you don't really attribute any causal event to this or that you have some kind of cause in mind for what you think is the cause of this event? Okay, when you say the cause, mm-hmm. what do you what do you mean by Well, cause? like what Russell said, I didn't quite hear the comment that you made, but Russell said you were saying that it was, you didn't necessarily attribute this to a god. And so some people, though, would. Like somebody else might tell me, Tracy, God gave me this experience, and I would ask them, how do you know God was the cause of this? So for you, well, are, he, you are you making any claims of causation? Like what caused it, or are you simply saying, I had this experience that I don't quite understand? Okay, I'm not going to, I don't understand it fully. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, all I know is that, okay, I'm 50 years old. Okay, I basically, the past five years, I basically denounced God, denounced, you know. Okay. 
hell, all of that. And um, and I had this this experience where I was okay. just shot up into the cosmos, embraced by whatever. So, Are you but I, you I'm confused. Do you, you or don't like? Do you or don't you think this had anything to do with God? Leaving aside that you denounced him say, earlier, I would say what people what people call God. Yes, uh, everybody calls it different things. God. Yeah, well, there is no one saying, thing that I'm people call so, God. Okay, but, but I'm a realist, okay? Yeah. I mean, people okay. call God. I mean, they, they call it the sun God. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So I can't yeah. say, for instance, whether it was a God, but I, I'm saying that it was energy that I felt. I was wrapped in energy. I was in the cosmos. That's how you felt. And, and now. Yeah. Yes. And now yeah. wait, let me finish. Okay. Not only that, okay, if you knew if you knew me, you would know by me calling you, that would have never happened. I, in the past, because I don't. I don't know that. I don't really know. I mean, I don't actually even understand why this is. I mean, other than saying, "Hey, I had this thing happen to me, and it felt really good, and and it was really overwhelming to me." Um, I don't really know what else to say about it other than you had this experience. It was very, very impactive on you. Um, clearly, it, it made you feel good. You held a lot of peace that it gave you, which that's a nice feeling. Um, and so it's fine that you called the show to share the experience, but I guess what I'm saying is in the end we're sort of sitting here saying you had this really wonderful experience, but we don't quite have a frame for it other than you had this wonderful experience. Yeah. I'm happy for you, though. <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait. when you say the frame, what do you mean by... We have nothing to frame, frame it in. It's sort of like this event occurred in, a, in an isolated in- incident. Like you had this isolated event that occurred. Well, I, yeah, I did. Yes. I did. It was isolated. I yes. was here. It was just me. It was nobody Right. Else. But also it just I... sort of seems like it was kind of sudden. Like you're just, you know, you had this sudden experience. And you don't seem like, and, and believe me, this is a positive thing. You don't sound like you're trying to attribute or insist on any sort of causation for it. You're just saying, I had this happen to me. I don't quite know what it was, but it was really, really awesome. Okay, let me ask you this. Well, well you guys, I guess, how, your experience on Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Russell doesn't I, have I experience believe, on Jesus. I mean, he, well, well, he well, was well, a guy well, who may have lived thou- a couple thousand years ago and died, and yeah. a whole bunch of people believe that he Which, was magic, and we don't. No. I don't believe that he was a match. Okay, why I bring believe, him up? Wait, I believe that he had the same experience that I had. Oh, and he well, I mean, you're afraid to believe that, but, you know, well, you are just... Well, we can speculate. I mean, there's yeah, like a lot of movies where they'll show somebody, like, they'll say, well, maybe they had this brain hemorrhage or something. I mean, so, yeah, people speculate on what could have been occurring. Yeah, they'll read uh, about the, what, what was that movie with Willem Dafoe where he was Jesus? And, oh, and yeah, he The Last Temptation a, of Yeah, Christ. that one. That, <laughs> that was an interesting speculation that yeah. was totally counter-biblical. I well, I, I think that what I'm saying also yeah. is that, okay, I believe everything that you guys believe. I'm not saying that it's a God. I don't think that that's a problem. If you you guys experienced it, you would know. Okay. But, I mean, I'm saying that I have. No, I don't don't think so. How can you tell me I haven't? You can can tell that Jesus had the same experience as you, but Tracy can't tell that she had. How do you say that? No, I don't don't think you have. Wow, why not? Because if you if you have, you would want to 
you would want to tell everybody about it. I did at the time. I was like, you've got to try Dilaudid. No, I'm talking about a true no drugs involved. What difference does it make? What adjusts your brain chemistry to do it? If you had, you said the experience was about feeling at peace, having this overwhelming sort of everything's I, right. I, and I, feel, I had okay, everything you described. This? I asked you at the beginning, what is a spiritual awakening, and you described it. You didn't tell me I you can't I initiate it with I, drugs. Wait a minute. I described what I felt, and then, which I didn't know. Like I said, I never knew anything about spiritual yeah. awakening. Never. That's fine. And, so and a, apparently you still what, don't. But I mean, even when a person has this You experience. say, what now? Well, I, I mean, according to what you said earlier, you still don't, because you just said you don't know what it means. No, I'm only going by what I looked up and what other people experienced. Right. And a lot of people have about. this experience That's on the drugs. Only but no, here's the thing. How can how can a person now? I understand you got people that would lift things up and 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 go ahead and say, "Hey, I had that experience because they know everything about it." I didn't know anything about it. This happened to me. I looked. Up. Oh no! Wait, wait! You're what doing this backwards. This is backwards. It's like saying that if, if I, I, for example, I had sleep paralysis, right? <laughs> But I didn't know it was sleep paralysis when I had it, even though I've had it all my life. But then when I went and looked it up and found the label, it was like, oh, here's sleep paralysis. It's I didn't Exactly. Okay, because but, you didn't know you knew you had something. I didn't need to have somebody tell me about sleep paralysis in order to have it. Right? I mean Wait a minute. But I think you're about ready to wrap it up. Just so you okay. know. Okay. I, we got a few minutes. Okay. I'm, no, here. not two minutes. I mean I'm about done now. <laughs> Why? I'm trying to explain. Well, we have other calls. Yeah, wait. I mean, uh, we've okay, been on the okay. line for a while, so you know what? Okay, I'm a, <laughs> let me say this, and then I'll, I'll go. Okay, I'm a new spiritual awakening. Okay, okay. thanks for letting us know. So and you did get to thank tell Thank you for calling. So, okay, so they have now heard. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> Okay. And congratulations on your spiritual awakening. Yes, uh, and congratulations on yours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we've got like four more minutes to talk to Zarok in Fayetteville, Texas. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? Uh, Zarok, but uh, yeah. Um, so this is a question more for Tracy. Okay. Since uh, Russell isn't, wasn't religious. Uh, I'm not oh, enlightened. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so I wanted to know what you uh, thought heaven was supposed to be like, and uh, particularly whether animals went to heaven, and why it would be worth it if there weren't any animals. Um, no, we were taught, and, and when I say we were taught, this is what I believed, because when you're a fundamentalist, you believe what you're taught. Yeah, I heard so, that. So we were taught. Recently. We were taught that animals would not be going to heaven, that they do not possess souls, that human beings were produced in the image of God, and that's the only species that was produced in the image of God. I was taught that heaven was sort of this... Uh, Un, unknown sort of experience of being in the presence of God and that all of the descriptions that you read about heaven are, tend to be sort of people grasping to try and find a way to describe this um, event that would be beyond anything. So, for example, describing streets of gold. There weren't going to be literal streets made of literal gold because none of that would have meaning. You would be in this weird sort of ghostly spiritual form of some kind, and you would be in the presence of God. And likewise, I was taught that hell would be being like excluded from the presence of God. Okay, so even without animals, it would be worth 
striving for. Yeah, because you were. I, I'm not. That's a weird question. Kind of like saying, would apples be there? And if there would be no apples, why would you want to go? I mean, I don't understand the the inference. It's kind of an ethereal thing. Okay. I, mean, I was just. Uh, I, I don't know. I watched uh, Derek a while back, and there's a really touching episode where his favorite dog is dying, and he has to be put down. And he says his friend told him that dogs won't go to heaven, and uh, so he says, "Well, if there aren't dogs there, I want to go. I want to go where dogs go." And yeah. I was. That spoke to me. There's a Twilight you, you Zone. You know, episode. Ricky Gervais is super atheist. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, know in that. in right. fact, I don't want to toot my own horn or anything, but right. he follows me on Twitter. All right. <laughs> now, there is a Twilight oh, yeah. Zone about a guy who um, they he he's fooled by the devil, and he he wants the guy to think that he's coming into heaven. And he tells him the dog can't come, and the guy says, "Well, I I won't go in if my dog can't go in." So then he keeps walking, and then he finds out that that was Satan trying to trick him into hell. It's a trap. Yeah, <laughs> Twilight Zone, what are you going to do? All right, well, that's about all I... <laughs> yeah, sorry, okay. it wasn't that impressive. That's just what I thought. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Bye. Um, actually, I'm not clear why he wanted to know what you thought about uh, that. It was something about the animal. Like, he, said, he said the animal thing resonated with him, and he wondered if I had been taught that animals oh, would okay. go to heaven. It's like, no, I really uh, wasn't. There's not really enough time to take one more caller, because there's like... 50 seconds left well, on the show. Well, we could pick up and we could talk to them a little bit about the topic and then put them on hold for after show. No, that'll just frustrate people. Uh, okay, <laughs> well, then that's... So, uh, we could tap dance, we could sing a song, yeah. we could... Ha-cha-cha! <laughs> hey, look, there's our crew! <laughs> uh, good job, all you people! Whoops, the other way. And uh, <laughs> we're going to... Uh, some of us are going to uh, El Arroyo afterwards on 5th Street, so um, guess we'll see you there. See you later. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>